Hey y'all, you're listening to Crying and Trying, the podcast, the comprehensive guide for cultivating emotional intelligence in a fucked up world. This podcast focuses on how oppressive systems and the human experience interact and impact our mental health. As a disclaimer, I am not a licensed mental health care professional or an expert. I am just one human who has lived through the mental health experience, sharing my story and giving my advice. Please, if you or someone you know needs help, seek it out immediately by a professional. I will have hotlines, warm lines, and other support resources available in the show notes. Um, So I do also want to make a disclaimer. Anytime that I am referring to men um, throughout this episode, I am really referring to cishet men. I've been seeing um, a lot of trans men um, stating that when uh, non-men refer to cishet men as just men, that they're inadvertently lumping in trans men and um, genderqueer people into that. Um, And I think it is an important distinction because, um, you know, cishet men do have extraordinarily different experiences than um a trans man would um so anytime that i am referring to men throughout this episode it is cis het men howdy friends you're listening to crying and trying the podcast the comprehensive guide for cultivating emotional intelligence in a fucked up world so um I'm not sure exactly if I want this to be a part of the boundary series or have it be um, part of its own series on emotional abuse. As right now, it's undecided. Um, Anywho, so um, one thing that has been going or that I have been wanting to talk about has been the recent text messages that Sarah Brady, who was Jonah Hill's ex, um, shared on social media. And then, you know, the, the fallout and the implications that came from that. So this episode could fall under boundaries. It could fall under a new series on the cycle of abuse, or it might be, you know, kind of a combination of the two, but, um, so, Um, For anybody who's not aware, uh, I think it was a few weeks ago, Sarah Brady, um, who is a semi-professional surfer, and as I said, uh, Jonah Hill's ex, um, was sharing Instagram stories that showed text messages that she allegedly received from Jonah Hill um, during their relationship. And then in the um, aftermath, after they had broken up, and Sarah Brady describes these texts as emotionally abusive. Um, and a lot of people on Twitter, it was very divided. A lot of people were very much, um, you know, this is abusive. And a lot of guys were telling on themselves in the way that they were responding to this being like, this is totally normal behavior. Um, like this is fine. And actually, you know, I also want to talk about, I have to figure out who it was. I can vaguely remember, but there was another celebrity who posted, um, 
a video, a ring video of her husband talking to her. And a lot of people were like, oh, this is normal. This is like stuff that uh, every man says to their partner. And it's just very concerning to me that it's so many people um, are have normalized this type of behavior, um, especially in relationships. Um, so we'll start with Jonah Hill. Um, And I'm going to be sharing, I found, um, you know, a few articles that talk about this. Sarah Brady posted all of this as um, stories. So, um, and didn't put a highlight. So there's no record of it, just what, you know, people have taken from screenshots and such. But there was an article that I found on um, Newsweek that is the complete uh, transcript of all of the messages. Some of them were undated, and so they've been, uh, you know, put in this order. But there were a few text messages in in particular that were concerning. And the thing, the thing about this is that uh, Jonah Hill is framing it as setting boundaries and, um, you know, being very clear and communicative. But he's weaponizing therapy speak in a way to make him seem like he knows what he's talking about and make him seem like he's just setting boundaries. But when you really dissect it and you look at what's happening, you see that it is manipulative and it is abusive and controlling. Um, and so, I mean, I think, again, this is going to stem to the greater systems under which we operate, capitalism and the patriarchy. Um, and one of the tenets under the patriarchy is that women are the more submissive sex and that they are, um, you know, not as capable as men, that they, you know, are subservient, that, you know, I mean, women weren't allowed to have their own bank accounts up until the, the seventies or eighties, you know, women weren't able to, um, vote for a long time. Women, like, the outlasting effects of misogyny and the patriarchy and and women's role as being you know the the lesser sex um i think goes into a lot of this because a, a lot of men and it, it's the toxic masculinity that comes with it you know that like um men who are insecure in themselves for whatever reason think that it is a woman's job to make themselves smaller or think that it is a woman's job to uh, censor herself in the name of, you know, not wounding this man's pride or not, you know, triggering any of his insecurities. And so I think that that is a big part of this and why it's so widespread, because culturally, you know, we have been all socialized to think that women are not as good as men, are not as smart as men, are not as whatever. And so obviously, for some of us, that's going to instill this idea that, you know, uh, women have to bend over backwards and have to be completely uh, 
subservient to a man's wishes and desires, even if that means, you know, shrinking who they are. Um, so, you know, and this is one thing too, you know, I say all the time that therapy, everybody needs therapy. This is highlighting some of the dangers of, you know, people who are engaging in abusive behavior and manipulative behavior, going to therapy and utilizing the therapy to better manipulate and abuse people. Once you have the language that makes you sound like you're emotionally intelligent, it's much easier to manipulate someone or pull the wool over their eyes. Um, and that's exactly what Jonah Hill was doing in these text messages. That's not to say that people who are manipulative and abusive or or have narcissistic tendencies or whatever can't benefit from therapy, but you know, if they're lying to a therapist and they're only showing a therapist what they want them to know, like they're a hundred percent capable of manipulating that relationship too. So it's something that you know, I think therapists and counselors and psychiatrists need to be cognizant of as well, but that, you know, we as the greater public needs to be cognizant of moreover, because we are the people who are interacting with these people. We are the people who see this behavior um, for what it is. And so being able to recognize it as emotional abuse or psychological abuse and calling it out as such is important. And that's why it's so disturbing to me that so many people, and it's mostly men, are saying, oh, what Jonah Hill said wasn't wrong or um, abusive or manipulative. It's literally just him communicating and setting boundaries. And yes, that's what he wants it to look like. He wants it to seem like he's just, you know, setting boundaries and communicating. All the while, he is ultimately trying to control what Sarah was doing and how she interacted. So now I'm going to go through and I'm going to read some of these text messages. So I'm going to read some of these text messages um, and then I'm going to have like my own commentary on it as well because like some of the shit is fucking ridiculous and I just like I can't. Um, so some background. Uh, Jonah Hill is in therapy. Um, he has come forward with his, uh, struggles with anxiety. So he is going to therapy. Um, Jonah Hill is an actor and Sarah Brady is a semi-professional surfer. That is what she does for a living. She surfs. Being a surfer requires being in the water in a bathing suit, um, or a wetsuit or whatever it may be. Okay, so she's a, a surfer. She's a surf instructor. So this was part of her identity before um, her and Jonah Hill had started dating. Um, again, you know, I haven't delved super deep into this. Like, at, at its core, this is celebrity gossip, and that's not something that you know, is it super thrilling or exciting to me? It's not something that I like to spend my time on. So I haven't like dealt into, dealt in blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to say that. Um, so I'm going to quote some of these text messages and then give my commentary on it. So this is um, from October 12th, 2021. Sarah, 
says, I'm sorry I said that. I had a couple beers and I'm just upset feeling like we can't do surf social things without an uncomfortable situation arising that usually feels like my fault somehow. I feel you pull away and then the feeling of being defective creeps in. I think I'm not socially intelligent enough to meet your needs as a partner and then I get frustrated and angry at myself and just want you to rip the band-aid off if I'm not good enough for you. In moments of conflict, my brain thinks you want to dump me because I'm not good enough for you and you're the goat and you can do better and you will immediately once you end things with me. I'm going to read Jonah's uh, response and then I'm going to say something on this exchange. So Jonah says, you're right. We can't do surf social things um, or develop trust until you consider me and make decisions that give regard to our relationship. I have been vulnerable as possible and I'm telling you I am needing you to step up to the plate, which you can. I am sure of it. But these losers don't get your time if you want me. Straight up. It's consideration. I respect your love of surfing, but I respect myself as well. And your love of surfing and being in those situations and lack of awareness are not mutually exclusive. This isn't me. I have my own issues that I own. If you want marriage and a family, you can't use the 25 cards. Step up and cut shit. These people don't get your time or your kindness at the sacrifice of mine. And Brady, um, Sarah had um, added a postscript caption that said, by these people, he meant any friend of mine that he hadn't personally approved of. So this is also um, a disclaimer that I want to make. Jonah Hill hasn't come forward with any response to these allegations. Um, so the only side of things that I am commenting on are going to be Sarah's side. Um, but, you know, I think that these text messages speak for themselves. So immediately jumping into this, you know, she's apologizing. Uh, the context isn't given for what, but she is already self-deprecating herself in this. She's saying, you know, I feel like we can't do surf social things without something uncomfortable arising. And it, she somehow feels like it's her fault. She, some, she feels defective. She thinks she's not good enough for him. And, you know, these are things that as someone who's been in emotionally abusive and controlling relationships, these thoughts are not just coming out of nowhere. It is more than likely that, you know, Jonah has said these things to her, has said that she's not socially intelligent enough, to, not socially intelligent intelligent enough to meet his needs um that he is the goat um and that he can can and will do better if he breaks up with her so she's immediately self-deprecating and saying like she's um you know putting herself at the bottom like she's she's putting her needs aside already for his so He's saying you can't we can't develop trust until you consider me and make decisions that give regard to our relationship. Um, you know, at the surface, that seems okay. Like, yeah, I want that makes sense that he would want her to regard their relationship. Um, um, oh, okay. So he's being vulnerable and telling her that she needs to step up. All right, fair. Um, and then he goes on to say, these losers don't get your time if you want me, straight up. Then later says, these people don't get your time or kindness at the sacrifice of mine. This in and of itself is controlling. Like saying that you are not allowed to see or talk to these people. Um, it's like giving an ultimatum. Oh, it's it's them or me. It's them or me. And 
the thing is, is in this conversation, she is talking about going to surf social events. She is a professional surfer. So these are events for her job, um, you know, socializing, mixing, networking, all that sort of thing. So, and maybe it is, um, you know, surf social that it's just with friends or whatever, but regardless, it's related to her profession, right? And so he's already saying that you cannot see these people. You cannot give them your time. Um, he's also saying he respects her love of surfing, um, but she has a lack of awareness. So already I'm feeling icky about this. You know, he's implying that she can't handle herself in these situations and is oblivious to what's happening around her. And that's why she can't uh, be in surf social situations or be around these people. So he's already implying that he can't trust her to make a good judgment call. Can't take, uh, can't trust her to, you know, respect their relationship in, in, in a professional setting. Um, so then this is still on the same day. Again, we're only shown snippets of the conversation. We don't have like the entire uh, thread of it. So Jonah is saying, respect however you want to live your life. You only get one sort of done with explaining myself. So then Sarah says, three removed, not the video yet. It is my best surfing video. Would you feel better if the cover frame was different? Any more specific ones that bother you? Jonah says, yes, one that isn't your ass in a thong. Sarah replies, not a thong, but K. And then Jonah says, and as far as other pictures of you in a bathing suit, surfing or not. He then responds to her saying, not a thong, but K, I'm done. There's tons. I'm just going back the past month. You want to argue? I don't. And she says, you're done. What does that mean? And he says, I'm just over explaining myself. So from this conversation, it seems like he is asking her to remove pictures and videos of her where she is wearing a bathing suit from her social media. Keep in mind, this woman is a professional surfer and a surf instructor. So this is her business. This is her livelihood. And you're asking her to take down photos and videos of her in a swimsuit. So you can see that Jonah's insecurities are coming out here. He's saying, yeah, not one with your ass in a thong. And he says, and as far as other pictures of you in a, a bathing suit, whether you're surfing or not. Um, and he's also saying there are tons. I'm only going back the past month and you want to argue, but I don't. However, it seems that he's asking her to remove these. She's already removing them. So she's complying with this unreasonable demand. Um and he's still not happy. And then he's just dismissing her and gaslighting her. She's trying to have a conversation. And she said, are there any other specific ones that bother you? You know, she he says, other ones of you in a bathing suit. Um, and then, you know, she's saying it's not a thong, but okay. And he's like, you want to argue? I don't. She's having a conversation. You know, he's saying, you know, I don't want uh, you having pictures of you in a swimsuit. And she, like, he's definitely trying to make things seem worse than they are. You know, not the one with your ass in a thong. And she's not wearing a thong. It's a bathing suit that has ridden up because she's fucking surfing. So, yeah, her ass cheeks are showing a little bit. She's not arguing. She is just 
standing up for herself and trying to be like it's not a thong like because he's basically slut shaming her you know it's veiled it's not overt it's not obvious but he is he's you know said you can't show your body on the internet even though you're a professional surfer and you know this is how you're going to get exposure and how uh like that's just the day and age we live in people use their social media to brand themselves all the time um so he just says i'm done i'm over explaining myself later this is on the same day she's saying you know all the posts i removed from my page and he says good start you don't seem to get it but it's not my place to teach you i've made my boundaries clear and you refuse to let go some of them and you've made that clear and i hope it makes you happy so obviously right here like first of all he's you know starting with oh good start but then immediately jumps into putting her down you don't seem to get it it's not my place to teach you i've made my boundaries clear like very like he's trying to make it seem cut and dry and you know saying it's not my place to teach you but like if there's something that she's doing that's making you uncomfortable and then you're saying I'm done explaining myself. I'm not teaching you. I'm not responsible for this. Like, so do you have a problem with it or not? Because if there was really a problem here, and if he is, you know, as good at communicating and as good at setting boundaries as he says he is, he would be willing to have a conversation about it, but he's not. He is just saying, you know, you don't get it, which is implying that she's stupid and she doesn't understand it. You know, it's not my job to teach you. So, you know, saying he's not going to put in the emotional labor to have a conversation with someone he's in a relationship with. Um, and, you know, saying I've made my boundaries clear. So again, you know, trying to make her feel like she is in the wrong because she is not respecting his boundaries. Um, he then goes on to say, you refuse to let some of them go. Um, and you've made that clear and I hope it makes you happy. So again, this is like a dig, you know, like, I hope that makes you happy. You know, this isn't, this is not what I said to do. You're not following my directions. Like, I hope that, uh, like, it's just, it's, it's so manipulative. Like you can tell that he is trying to put her down. He is trying to make her feel worse about herself. Literally. And so then there's this other message and honestly this source isn't great like I wish that I had taken notes or screenshotted things as they were coming up in real time when this was blowing up um but I I feel like this is in reference to you know people continuing to talk to her and you know he he isn't happy with her talking to these people so he says literally just say hello and leave the convo I love how your therapist thinks I suck. I literally am the best boyfriend on earth. Okay, so she's in therapy. You're in therapy. And she thinks that you suck. And then you're sitting here going, I literally am the best boyfriend on earth. So like, I don't know. I feel like if you were the best boyfriend on earth, maybe you would be having a conversation about why her therapist thinks you suck. Let's get into this. Let's talk about this. Instead, he's just making this blanket statement. I'm the best boyfriend on earth to try and minimize what her therapist is saying and minimize her feelings um, and put her down it and to basically put her in place. So this was all, all of those recent ones I said were in October. So now we're getting to, this is like the list of boundaries um and demands that he put out that is the thing that's most upsetting um so 
This was from December 2nd, 2021. And Jonas says, plain and simple, if you need, and then it's a bulleted list, surfing with men, boundary list, inappropriate friendships with men, to model, to post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit, to post sexual pictures, friendships with women who are in unstable places and from your wild recent past beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful, then I am not the right partner for you. If these things bring you to a place of happiness, I support it and there will be no hard feelings. These are my boundaries for a romantic partnership, my boundaries with you based on the the way these actions have hurt our trust. And then he says, oh, and modeling, which is the last profession I would be with as a partner. So in this list, he is restricting her from surfing with men. So doing her job with men. Saying basically saying that he doesn't trust her to be around men. Uh, boundaryless, inappropriate friendships with men. So what does that mean? Like, so now is he getting to uh, quantify what is considered an inappropriate relationship with a man? Um, an inappropriate friendship? Like, what What does that even mean? That sounds so fucking controlling that because he can literally put any friendship that she has with a man and say, oh, you don't have enough boundaries here or I think this is inappropriate. Um, to me... And honestly, to most of the internet, that seems like your insecurities and that you are pushing those onto her and making it her responsibility, that you feel insecure with yourself. And so as such, you can't trust her around men. Um, he then also says he can't if she needs to model or to post pictures of herself in a bathing suit. First of all, he's a fucking actor. And actors and models overlap. Um, so, like... It's gross that he is putting her down like that and saying like, oh, you can't be uh, confident in who you are and your looks and and you can't post those pictures on the internet. The thing is too here is they were, she was a surfer before they started dating and Jonah would like photos of her in bathing suits, would like photos where she modeled um on her instagram before they dated but now that they're dating the very behavior that he engaged in that he thought was fine now she can't put any of that stuff up because he is worried that other men are going to engage with it in the same way right again this is his insecurities coming to light here you know i i liked these when you did it so obviously other men are going to as well and now you can't do that because i don't want other men looking at you um, to post sexual pictures, that one I think is fine. But again, it seems like he's lumping, you know, any photo of her in a bathing suit as something sexual. He's also saying she can't have friendships with women who are in unstable places. So that's ableist in and of itself. Like, you know, here it sounds like he is um, demonizing uh, people with mental illnesses or instability. Also, if these are her friends, basically saying you can't have friendships with these people um and it says and from your wild recent past um so this is a, a recent past that you jonah were supportive of you liked 
her when she was in this recent past. And that's when you started dating her. So now it seems like, you know, you're fine with this confident, independent woman who is confident in her body and herself. And uh, you could engage with that um, on the internet. But now that you're dating her, you see her as some sort of property. And um, now she can't do that. And if she does that, um, it's breaking your quote unquote boundaries. And these aren't boundaries. These are rules that you are putting onto another person. A boundary is um, like a guideline for how someone is able to treat you. Her and what she is posting and the things that she is doing and the types of relationships she has with other people, that is not... um, You telling her she can't do those things is not a boundary. That is controlling. A boundary is saying, hey, when we are doing something, I would appreciate it if you didn't do X, Y, Z. Or, hey, you know, like, like it it would be having more of a conversation about these things. Like, just saying, like, I don't like this. You can't do it. That's not a boundary. Um, That's control. And that's coercive. And that's abusive. Um, So he says, you know... And from your wild recent past, like you can't see these women who are in unstable places from your wild recent past, um, unless it's getting a lunch or a coffee or something or something respectful. So here he is, you know, applying morals to going out for a drink or going out dancing or whatever it may be. Um, That's not considered respectful. So he he is policing when and where she can interact with her friends or these people. Um that he has a fucking problem with and he is um so he's he's controlling you know the type of people she can hang out with what she's allowed to post who she's allowed to see um and his definition of respectful i'm sure is going to change or what inappropriate is is going to change so that he can further control her So then, you know, continuing on this, he says, oh, and modeling, which is the last profession I would be with as a partner, she says, quote unquote, thought picks. And he says, but lol must be hard feeling so trapped. And she says, well, maybe you should have asked me more about what I do for work before you decided to date me then a little late now. So then he says, keep taking me for granted. Go model. It's a fulfilling fulfilling life. You'll love it. Real depth and substance and sustainability for relationships. But actually, I'm done with this convo. So again, he is, when he says what he wants to say, he says, I'm done with this conversation. Um, so he is closing the door. He's not going to let her continue to have any, any say in this conversation. Um, so he's just saying, you're taking me for granted. I'm done. But she has a very valid point. You know, he knew that she was a surfer and now he's having issues with all of these things that were part of who she was in her life before they started dating. It's a little late for him to start having objections about these things now. And again, I'm going to emphasize that he had no problem with those things before they were dating. He was one of those people liking her bikini photos on Instagram. So then he sit here and he is, um, you know, putting her down, saying how, um, you know, modeling isn't fulfilling and there's no depth or substance to it. And so like just putting, putting, putting her down and anything she wants to do and putting it in a frame that, you know, she is taking him again. He said he's the best boyfriend on earth for granted. So 
this is still apparently on the same day or in the same time period. So Jonah is now saying it's just constant and doesn't reflect where we're at or where you say you want to be. I respect your skill and your surfing. I respect how you want to present yourself. I respect that you're hot and beautiful. And I respect however you want to live. But I also respect myself and what I'm interested in in my own life and what I let into my heart and inner circle. So celebrate yourself and your life however you please and shine bright. But I don't want to have to deal. So now he's responding to, and I agree with everything you said, except I am not comfortable with you posting bathing suit pictures. And he is saying, nor may I ever want that from my partner. And I reserve that right. And I'm open about it. Let me know. We'll respect you either way. But these are my boundaries of this romantic relationship. Thanks. I'd love to know before the premiere. So I'm not put in the position of publicly flaunting our love if my boundaries are going to be continued to be disrespected. That would be hurtful and triggering for me. And she says, understood. So here he is saying, these are things, um, so she's posting bathing suit pictures and he's saying, nor may I ever want that from my partner. And I reserve that right and I'm open about it. So if you never wanted that from your partner, why are you seeking a romantic partnership with a woman who does post bathing suit photos? Either you do or you don't. So either you do want a relationship with her and you're going to have to learn to be okay with the fact that she does that because you liked when she did it beforehand. But now that you're dating her, you're not going to, you you aren't happy with her um, posting bathing suit photos and that it's hurtful and triggering for you, um, you know, to publicly flaunt your love while you're disrespecting her boundaries. You know, what about you disrespecting her? That's who she is. She's a professional surfer, and, like, now you're trying to control what she posts on the internet. Um, and it's hurtful and triggering for you if you don't let her control this. Like, what the actual fuck are we talking about? So then he's continuing on, and he says, um, you know, so think about if posting bathing suit pictures on your social media identity, quote, whatever that means, means that much to your life. And if it does, all good, but that's not what I'm interested in in a partner. We wouldn't even be having this conversation if you had any sense of how often or how excessive it was and is. So therefore, it presents a way larger issue of why you need to do that and no, not in wetsuits to display your brilliant surfing skills. One I'm willing to discuss in therapy, but the truth underneath it presents a way larger issue, which is what you need and get out of doing that and what that means for our relationship. So yeah, I'm clear headed. Like I have nothing to say to that. I just like, so he's like, you know, think about if, I mean, so what if she wants to post herself in bathing suit pictures and I haven't gone and looked through her Instagram. So I don't know how much, um, you know, there is of her in bathing suits versus her in wetsuits, but she does surf in bathing suits. She does surf in. So like, why wouldn't she post pictures of herself in them? I like, I don't know. It just seems ridiculous to me that she, and so I'm going to go look at it now. And some like, first thing is a video of her in a wetsuit. Next one is of her in a one piece bathing suit. You know, next is her in a two-piece high-waisted bathing suit. Um, granted, this is all recent, so not from when they were having these conversations. Uh, there's one of her in a wetsuit. Um, so I'm going to go back because this was in December of 2022. 
Uh, so I'm in April right now because I just want to get a sense so that I'm, you know, seeing what he was seeing. And granted, it may have been changed and deleted and cultivated since then, but just so we can get some timestamps. So December, I see a photo of her in a one-piece bathing suit. I see a photo of her in a wetsuit. I see um, some of her her photos that she was taking. She was, um, you know, taking film photos. I see a photo of her in a one-piece bathing suit. Again, um, some far-out photos of some other, like, a lot of her own professional photos that she's taking. A photo of her in a hammock. An aerial photo of her where you can't even really see her um bathing suit or what she's wearing um like granted again she may have deleted a lot of the stuff that was on there I don't see fucking anything wrong with this most of the photos she posts of her surfing um she's fully covered she's not wearing anything skimpy and even if she was who fucking gives a shit dude like um she can post whatever she wants. People post way worse than that online and it's their prerogative. But like, if it is a stipulation of their relationship that she can't post these things, if that makes him uncomfortable, that makes him uncomfortable, but she does not have to change her behavior to make him feel comfortable. That is an internal issue that he needs to work on about his insecurities and why he's not comfortable with her posting her own body on her on her page. Um, and so it's saying like, you know, but that's not what I'm interested in a partner, but it is what you're interested in, in a partner, because you engaged with her on social media in this way. You were liking photos of her in this way. And that's how you started your relationship. So now I want to get into like, um, the cycle of abuse, um, and the power and control cycle that exists. So, so, um, you know, while all this discourse has come out, I have been watching, I follow a lot of therapy pages and a lot of psychology pages and things like that. And a lot of therapists are coming out saying how this is abusive and manipulative and controlling. Um, and so there's actually something that I uh, discovered in doing this. And the therapist, while she was talking about, you know, the Sarah Brady, Jonah Hill stuff, posted about the power and control wheels. So, um, and this is actually from the National Domestic Violence Hotline website. So the hotline.org um, on a page called Power and Control. So I am quoting this. It says, domestic violence is a pattern of behaviors used to gain, gain or maintain power and control. Um, at the hotline, they frame their reference for describing abuse in the power and control wheel. So this was created by the Domestic Abuse Intervention Pro Project in Duluth, Minnesota. So the power and control uh, wheel that I will share with you guys below assumes she, her pronouns for the survivors and he, him pronouns for partners. However, abuse behavior it details can happen to people of any gender or sexuality. Um, so I'm going to keep the she, her, and he, him pronouns here just for clarity. Um, but again, I do want to emphasize that anybody in any gender identity or any type of relationship can experience domestic violence and control. Um, so I'm just going to have 
those pronouns to keep it clear, like who is the abused in this situation and who is the abuser. So this is continued in the quoting of this article. Moreover, the wheel diagram serves as tactics abusive partners use to keep survivors in a relationship. The inside of the wheel makes up subtle, continual behaviors over time, while the outer ring represents physical and sexual violence. Thus, abusive actions like those depicted in the outer ring reinforce the regular use of other more subtle methods found in the inner ring and vice versa. Okay, so now I'm going to go through all these different parts of the wheel um, of power and control. And the internal parts, again, are tactics that abusive partners use to keep survivors in a relationship and keep control over them. So there are subtle, continual behaviors over time that are reinforced by physical uh, or sexual violence. So using coercion and threats, making and or carrying out threats to do something to hurt her, threatening to leave her, to commit suicide, to report her to welfare, making her drop charges, or making her do illegal things. So multiple times throughout uh, those text exchanges, Jonah Hill was saying that he was threatening to end the relationship if she um, wouldn't stop posting things like this or wouldn't take them all down from her page. So um, some of these things in this wheel are not going to apply to this interaction, but it is important to, um, you know, notice all of them. So using intimidation, so making her afraid by using looks, actions, gestures, smashing things, destroying her property, abusing pets, or displaying weapons. Using emotional abuse, putting her down, making her feel bad about herself, calling her names, making her think she's crazy, playing mind games, humiliating her, or making her feel guilty. Um, using isolation, controlling what she does, who she sees, and who she talks to, what she reads, and where she goes limiting her outside involvement, and using jealousy to justify actions, minimizing, denying, and blaming, making light of the abuse and not taking her concerns about it seriously, saying the abuse didn't happen, shifting responsibility for abusive behavior, or saying she caused it, using children, making her feel guilty about the children, using the children to relay messages, using visitation to harass her, threatening to take the children away, using Male privilege, treating her like a servant, making all the big decisions, acting like the master of the castle, being the one to define men's and women's roles, and using economic abuse, preventing her from getting or keeping a job, making her ask for money, giving her an allowance, taking her money, not letting her know or about or have access to family income. So in this power and control wheel, a lot of these things Jonah Hill is checking off, constantly putting her down making her feel bad about herself, you know, um, so I'm going to go back. So, um, you know, he's saying it's excessive and how often she is uh, posting these and, you know, think about if posting bathing suit pictures on your social media identity, whatever that means, means that much to your life. And if it does all good, but that's not what I'm interested in as a partner. Um, you know, that list of demands that he has that she actually, and that's what I'm going to go back to. So if he, she needs surfing with men, that is um, 
controlling what she does and who she sees and what she talks to. If you need boundaryless or inappropriate relationships and friendships with men, again, controlling who she does, what she who she sees, what she does, who she interacts with. Um, friendships with women who are in unstable places, again, controlling who she sees and who she hangs out with. Um, posting pictures of herself in a bathing suit, posting sexual pictures, um, again, controlling what she does and what she posts. Um, And using jealousy to justify his actions, you know, over and over, he says, you know, I don't want you posting these things. These are not things that I would want in a partner of mine. And it's very obviously insecurity that's coming out here. um, And that he is using that insecurity as justification for him to control her. You know, also here I see using male privilege. So again, he is kind of defining what the men's and women's roles are like not overtly it's very subtle but you know in the fact that he liked all of these posts that she had made um and photos of her in bathing suits and he was courting and pursuing her uh when she was engaging in these behaviors but now that they're in a relationship that's not the role that she is allowed to fulfill and so like he has to make all these big decisions and he has control over you know what she's allowed to put on her social media and what she is allowed to um to present to the world so i mean this is a very surface level um analysis of this whole situation but within this we can see where he is exhibiting controlling behavior and how he is using re- reframing it as saying oh these are my boundaries and 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 you know i am just communicating but he is he's packaging up controlling behavior and demands into a way that looks like it is emotionally intelligent but is still controlling and manipulative under the surface um so yeah like i said this is a very surface level analysis um there's also um a situation with steven crowder and his wife that i wanted to talk about that happened uh a little farther back. I don't remember exactly when, but that will be the part two that's coming up. Um, And we'll, you know, dive into some of those coercive behaviors and controlling behaviors that he's exhibiting. And then um, a little bit more about the cycle of abuse. So, um, for closing today, um, we'll do our gratitude. So I, um, am grateful. I'm grateful that I am going to be able to see a lot of the people I love this weekend. Um, I'm going to two concerts, um, and I will be masked and as COVID conscious as I can, but I'm going to see Honey Revenge and Arrows in Action with my best friend and my best friend from grad school. And then I'm seeing Hail the Sun uh, with my friend Scout, who did the Sufferer mini episode with me um, and BB. They're coming to visit me. So some internet friends that I've never met before. Um, so I'm grateful that I'm going to get um, some quality time with those people this weekend. Um, So yeah, with that, keep trying to get through the Menti Bees and crying in your shubbies, and I'll see you guys next time. Thanks 
for joining for another episode. You can find the show on social media on Instagram and Twitter at crying underscore trying underscore pod and on Facebook at crying and trying pod. You can also find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at L E X G O N G I V I T 2 Y A underscore. If you'd like to email the show, feel free to send us questions, comments, episode suggestions, and any other feedback you want us to see to cryingandtryingpod at gmail.com. The best way for a small, independent podcast like us to grow is for our listeners like you to share your favorite episodes with your friends. You can also rate, leave a review, and follow the show on your preferred streaming platform. And engaging in any of our social media posts will always help us be more visible. If you would like to support the show with a small one-time or monthly donation, you can do so through our podcast page on Anchor or through the Buy Me a Coffee page where blog posts related to the show are posted. All donations, no matter how small, go right back into the show so I can continue bringing you high-quality episodes. I am a proud member of the PodPros community and utilize PodMatch to connect with many amazing guests. This podcast is researched, recorded, produced, and edited by me, Lexi Hamsmith, using Anchor by Spotify. Thanks for listening.